Welcome back to the Pop Culture Pop Quiz Podcast right here on COD Roadrunner Radio. Your music, your voice, your station, your one-stop shop for everything nostalgia in the late 90s and early 2000s. A slight listening discretion will be advised as your faves are most likely to be criticized. Joining us on the discussion panel today is one of the amazing students. Would you please give a big warm Y2K welcome to Isaiah Mora. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. Welcome to the show. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. A little sleep deprived, but like who isn't? Girl, Easy aren't is. we all? <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it is for like college students and just people in general. Sleep is not as prioritized as it was before. Absolutely. Now, if you grew up in the 2000s decade having chronic insomnia such as yours truly, then y'all would probably know that, you know, I didn't come in with a specific topic today. So... In the name of that, we're probably just going to be going on a little bit of a tangent on anything in the Variety Hour, first and foremost. So we have to get to know our guests a little bit because, like, seriously, girl, who is you? What is you about, you know? They can't see you right now. They can't see your finance self. They just hear a voice. (laughs) So, you know, give us a little details on who is Isaiah? What does she represent? Okay, well, like, Isaiah, hmm, I don't know. So I represent kind of I just my main thing is like freedom in a sense like do what you want to do but like obviously don't hurt people like just live your life as however you want like I I am gay for people listening allies but like it's just that's what I stand for just do you babe and don't let anyone tell you what to do what not to do as long as you're minding your business and not harming anyone live your life Exacto Mundo Licious, and that's what we always like to promote on this show right here, right now. So then, tell us a little bit about some of your, you know, like, interests and stuff. So, um, I've been, I don't know, I guess film is, I love film, absolutely adore it. I've been loving it since I was a kid, and social media, I don't know, I'm not good at it, but I love her. Well, most of her. Um, it's a love hate. It's a it's a it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a on again off again toxic. You know that type of stuff you see on love and hip hop, where it's like you can't help but not get away from it. Yeah, it's definitely, and I think um, it's more so love and hate now than it definitely was like in the two thousands. I feel like in the two thousands, since it was like brand new, it was kind of like something that people enjoyed doing and like just like the new experiences it brought and like the way communicating with people was now like altered. It was definitely something new, but, like, now that we've adjusted to it, it's kind of became more, like, I don't know, like, the right words, but, like, more detrimental to, like, our mental health and more than, like, physical health, you know? I feel like, I don't know, just, like, social media started as, like, a great thing, but now it's, like, slowly, slowly turning into something that, like, is more harmful than good. You know what I mean? Uh The technology people at hand have created some kind of monster in the words of Metallica, indeed. I guess that does lead us into a little bit of a first topic at hand, which you came up with unintentionally. So, grazie for that. Of course. What were some of your earlier experiences with social media, if you can remember that far back? So, I, hmm, I think I first started, I got my Instagram, like, when I was in sixth grade in middle school. So, I don't know what year it was because my brain does not want to work but basically um definitely somewhere in the 2010s decade for sure it was it's definitely a good bit ago and then i remember like growing up like when i was like younger like hearing my parents talk about like facebook and stuff like that and like my older siblings um or like cousins they would talk about like myspace and stuff like that which i forgot existed because it wasn't around for like my generation to use when we were like 
teenagers. Same thing with AOL and Hotmail. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, at work, I hear coworkers talk about this stuff, and I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. Like, it's completely a blink in my head. But for social media, um, I didn't, at first, it was, like, a great way to just, like, connect with my friends, like, especially outside of school, like, just reaching out to them. Kind of normalized to not ask for people's numbers, but, like, their Instagram or, like, Snapchat instead of, like, getting their, like, phone numbers and stuff like that. So it was, that's what it was, like, at first, just a fun way to, like, communicate and show people my life. And then, like, afterwards, like, especially in high school, it became more so, like, something that I would compare myself more to rather than, like, um, use for, like, those fun reasons that I did when I started using them, you know? Really? Would you care to elaborate on the latter? Uh, I don't know why. Because, like, you know, as, like, teenagers, we all get, we all go through phases of, like, not knowing who we are, being insecure of ourselves. So we try to, like, find that stuff and like, other people and try to, like, build off of that. And I think that's what I was trying to do, especially with um, Instagram. And then now with, like, of course, TikTok especially, it's been so bad um, that, like, I've been comparing myself to a lot of stuff on TikTok. So I'm try- I took a break from her. I deleted it for, like, a good bit now. feels weird because I'm so used to that, like, content of scrolling constantly. And I feel like that's also another thing that's, like, completely different is that we are – we've kind of, like if, – especially if you're addicted to TikTok – you are prone to, like, enjoy that content more. The one that's literally, like, 15 seconds or something, keep scrolling. Like, now people can't watch, like, movies or shows like that. That's what people are saying. Like, they can no longer sit through an hour movie because it's not as entertaining as, like, 15 seconds on TikTok, which is weird to me. I don't know. No, you're not wrong. It's actually really bizarre because what does that say about our current society and the state of everybody's attention span? For real, it's like everyone, um, especially like the way that we were raised, it was like we had social media and technology like halfway through our lives. Half of our childhood was like somewhat like like that normal, like kids like going outside playing. And then the rest was like social media and technology. But this like new generation is straight up just complete technology and social media. So that that's definitely going to affect the way that content is going to be made from here on out now. Because it's like everyone's going to be used to that short attention span. And I think like especially like just a bunch of industries are going to try to capitalize on that. Mm, Yeah. Well, a little compare and contrast for a second because you brought up something very interesting about how people such as you and myself, you know, didn't really get into the whole social media game until like probably halfway through our lives, presumably later on in our sort of double digit ages, I would presume. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, because I'm thinking back to my sort of childhood, being a bit sheltered, but also being someone who was raised by the television, you know, because there was a period of time there where I was homeschooled prior to actually getting into a real one and then dropping out not long thereafter because, you know, mental health is a bitch and whatnot. But as far as I can recall, I was never really concerned about all that at first because I didn't have a phone until I was 15. All I had was just, you know, laptop, computer, and the most social media that I did use. I mean, does YouTube really count? I don't, I mean, I don't count it as, like, those type of social medias because, I don't know, like, social media to me is, like, um, social. Like, you're communicating with, like, a lot of people, you know, getting likes and stuff. But, like, YouTube is more so you're watching a content creator and, like, taking in their content. Right. So I wouldn't 
say social media. I don't know. Okay, no, no, that's fair. And so, yeah, that was literally all I would do was just like, you know, watch YouTube and absorb that information, whether it was in the Japanese anime realm of things or, you know, the sort of like popularization of Let's Plays and gaming content, Mm -hmm. which some people may find to be a little weird because I suppose that also does kind of go into another thing about how there's this whole thing of, you know, why would you watch someone play video games when you could just play them yourself? Oh, first of all, not everybody can afford every console, so mind your damn yeah. business, people. And people second like of all, play. Mm-hmm. you know, I almost consider it to be like a bit of a form of like wish fulfillment in that yeah. sense. You're vicariously living through it. So when you see like a bunch of Twitch streamers nowadays, it's almost kind of like you're on the journey with them. And yeah. it almost makes the players in question to be a bit more like relatable and have this sort of personification that can appeal to the viewers and the masses hence why people like PewDiePie and Markiplier have been able to become very popular within the last decade or so it's definitely I do agree I don't understand like people told me that before and I'm like okay deal with it I like watching let's plays like okay but like it's also kind of like it's like that sense of like when you're watching a horror movie and you're yelling at the characters like do this do this like don't do that that's stupid it's like that kind of energy like you're just living through it and you're getting the experience by watching someone else do it you know it's all fun and games it shouldn't really matter exactly exactly well i didn't think about it that way but there you go ladies and gentlemen you just analyze you know let's plays and comparing it to horror movies so please remember that the next time that you are playing slender man the eight pages tune into our second episode if you want to learn more about that yeah you know but basically going back to what we were saying it's like i totally understand that because since i didn't get into all that like until probably around 15, 16, that type of age. Definitely. That's when I really, like, social media for me blew kind of up. And especially, I just think the whole culture around it has just drastically, like, changed in the last 20 years, which is, like, understandable. But, like, it's definitely, I don't know, it's become... Because at first it was seen as kind of, like, this little fun thing that kids and teens did just for fun like it was never seen as something serious and now it's like it's became its industry in itself people build business brands based off of like you know lucrative endorsement deals and it's almost like nowadays you can't not have social media otherwise how are people supposed to know who you are yeah exactly it's literally like became part of almost single every single thing like even like local tiny coffee shops like if you go on instagram you will find their account like almost everything is tied to social media now because it's just the way the world works now. Like, we don't... Spreading information through the news isn't as, like, um, not reliable, but, like, people don't look at the news anymore because why would they when everything's on their, like, phone? It's like everything has changed and kind of, like, centered focus around social media. I do agree, and I do think that there are a little bit of some beneficiary facts towards it because... Not really a lot of people take these sort of like mainstream news corporations as seriously anymore. Number one, because they're biased as hell towards any type of one political party. Anybody who knows me knows (laughs) I don't give a rat's ass about politics. I'm a proud, unapologetic anarchist, number one. And number two, because of the rise of social media, one of the good things that has come out of it is that now you do have people who may not be considered to be the most qualified of journalists. However, they're able to provide some very outstanding information from a sort of objective standpoint. And I feel like that's what the world needs more of. Call it yellow journalism, call it, (laughs) you know, whatever you want to. But at the end of the day, this is where people are going to be getting their information from now. Yeah, it's like, I completely agree. Like, 
they may not be like the like credible journalists, but they are going out of their way to inform people who might have not known of certain things. Like, um, for example, like um, the whole situation with the Black Lives Matter movement, all of that, like everything on social media. Like if I wasn't on social media, I would have no idea that that was going on. Yeah. It's like they are able to spread. And like you said, that's the best thing of like one of the good things to come out of it is that it's became sort of a hub for us to gain information and it's not biased rather it's more so just putting it out there fun fact it was actually how i found out about the whole coronavirus covid pandemic prior to our world actually like changing and everything <laughs> yes yeah, you think i'm joking it's i'm you know big shout out to lovely t 2002 from youtube because i remember very early on in the year 2020 as the new decade was coming in there was like a lot of reports about you know this like mysterious virus she was already warning people specifically like sort of people in the high sort of elite category to stop taking so many flights from china back to here because then you're potentially just like spreading it more and more and as a result people called her crazy people were like you know oh you're just like looking too deep into it as early back as like january 2020 she was warning people this is gonna get worse before it gets better mm -hmm. and so by the end of february i already started having a mask on i don't mean to be like you know too deep into the conspiracy theory side of it but once i kind of realized the severity of it and once retail outlets started running out of like you know basic essential items like hand sanitizer and toilet paper that's when i realized yeah it's about to get real for real for real like everything just kind of like took a turn like right after that i remember like my mom um when we were going through it she literally like said it was almost like a zombie apocalypse like you see in the movies like people rushing to the stores like grabbing everything they can to like survive it's, it was literally like that but you see like that's such a wonderful example of like how social media is beneficial for us because like yeah everyone was saying she was crazy guess what miss girl was right the whole time yeah like she was telling the information she was spread she was telling y'all what was gonna happen if you kept being like reckless and she turned out to be right even though everyone said she was crazy she wasn't like it's just a great way to show how social media could be such a great thing mm -hmm. do you think that it also has helped you know with the sort of other like aspects of the retail industry as well in our previous episode we interviewed the amazing emiliano as well as julian salazar from cod's very own fashion club and we talked a lot about how, you know, the different fast fashion brands that are coming in, they've sort of like almost ruined retail a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? And don't be afraid to name names, because trust me, we named them all, not all of them, but obviously the main contenders being Fashion Nova, Sheen. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, you know what? Sheen is definitely up there, respectfully. You know, I love Sheen. Sometimes they got good deals, but... Oh, and no, that's one thing that we want to clear up. It's okay if you purchase from Sheen. We're not shaming anyone. However, it's important to kind of recognize the sort of like cons of fast fashion brands as well mm -hmm. and maybe not get everything from Sheen. I can't say that I've ordered from there myself, but I've always heard just sort of random things about how it looks one way on the website, but then when you actually get it, the fabric is like cheap as hell and it doesn't look or maybe it doesn't come in the right size. Mm -hmm. It's like... Uh, both a mixture of like terrible quality and false advertising so it's literally like i mean like not to bash on sheen like don't take me off your servers but like respectfully like if the clothes aren't bad but also like mm, they're 
not the best it's definitely like everything you said was true like i remember i bought a couple shirts i no longer wear like i have them in my closet but i don't wear them because i'm just kind of like more so disappointed in like what came Mm -hmm. so i couldn't like refund them but it's literally like they like falsely promote everything like it's not what you get is literally not what you see it's frustrating at times and i think that's like the thing about fast fashion like yes you get your fashion fast and you don't have to go out looking for it but like at a it comes with a cost of um quality and like it affects how you kind of view not only like because personally i probably am just insecure but it affected like my like style because the when i got them i was like oh my god like i'm gonna eat like i got these outfits planned out and then i got them and i was like what the heck like i this is not what i wanted you know and it, but that's what i thought it was gonna get because of how it was promoted yeah I felt that way about Forever 21 for the longest time because if we're getting real here, <laughs> I've always just been skinty for real. Like, Slay queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to stay that way. It just happens. Super fast metabolism. I don't know. Maybe I need to eat a hamburger. I don't know. Whatever it is, I always have to get my pairs of jeans in like the women's size mm-hmm. because for the men's jeans, they don't make it any lower than a size 28 in most major retailers. Yeah. And I, that's also a thing I hate that it's just like they make everything around the average for everyone. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's great, but not everyone's the average. You know, like, it's your company, you do whatever, but I mean, like, everyone is different, and I wish that they would notice that more instead of just being, taking the easy way out and being like, oh, the average for men is this waist size or this size, because I'm like, even for me, sometimes shopping for clothes, like, I can love something so much, and then I grab it, and I just hate the way it feels on me or the way, like, it looks on my body, and then it just completely goes away. So I do wish that is something they take more into account. Absolutely. Especially with Forever 21, at least y'all have at least stepped up a little bit when it comes to like the mesh tops that they do sell for men because I'm glad that they finally do make them for men for real because for the longest time I was having to get those lady sizes. (laughs) Not that the lady sizes were bad per se, but you know, they were a little tight around the neck, you know, kind of like loose around the waist and it's like, oh, I forgot I don't have titties. So, you know, (laughs) and just got to make do what you got to make do with. It's survival of the fittest in the fashion world. And it sucks sometimes because obviously not everybody can afford like certain online retailers. So they have to resort to what they can find, whether it's in person or elsewhere. And that that is like another thing about fast, fast, fast fashion. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. Fast fashion. Sorry, I don't know why my brain's like treating it like a tongue twister. You're fine. (laughs) But it's, it's literally like not only do you get it faster, but it's like. It's cheaper than most like companies and it makes it easier which makes it more appealing so but then it's also like that kind of like idea of like oh it's easier to get it but then when you get it that's not what you wanted it's like ooh, like it kind of ruins the whole idea of fast fashion in my opinion yeah and with fashion nova because we didn't even get to this in the previous episode it completely slipped my mind but fashion nova in addition to you know sort of just being kind of like overly hyped as a result of their associations with like celebrities and different brands and stuff. They've also been called out a lot for notoriously stealing designs from local or smaller like black owned businesses. That's just disgusting. And it's like the fact that they kept doing it, even though they did get like called out for it. I'm just like, no, like, I mean, if you want that style, pay the person for it. Like, it's just like, it's like any type of like copyright thing. Like if you want to sell someone else's thing, simply just ask like i'm pretty sure those small businesses would have loved to have 
a big business like come up to him and be like we love your design could we um buy it and then produce it and then give you like a cut just do that like i don't understand why you got to steal stuff mm-hmm. they've been called out so many times and the owner of Fashion Nova, who isn't even black in the first place, just has the audacity to keep, the caucasity to, you know, just keep kind of like beating around the bush and like making so many excuses. It's like, okay, nobody's buying it at all. Just because people are going to keep supporting your brand doesn't mean that you're still not going to get called out for it, sir. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just frustrating, I would say. And it's like, it's the fact that they feel... They feel the need to keep doing it even after being called out. It's like, okay. A like, sense of entitlement. Know. Yeah. It's like, like, come on. Like, just like, you're not the only fashion brand in the world. So don't like act like you are like respectfully Fashion Nova. Give credit what credit is due. And that's all that matters. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't matter. Just give credit what credit is due. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Still sitting down with Mr. Isaiah Mora as we were diving deep into the world of fast fashion and how detrimental it has been, as well as the uprising of social media and the sort of cause and effect regarding mental health. Does it ever make you a little bit grateful in a sense that you didn't really get into social media until a bit later in life? So that way you still had a somewhat sort of humble beginning upbringing type of thing? I definitely would say yes, I am grateful for it. Um, it's definitely, it was nice to not have that like pressure that social media has like, especially placed on like, I would say you as like a teenager of like that constant thing of like, oh, like I have to be adding on my story, like post like every once in a while to let people know, you know, I'm alive and my life is like interesting. So like I definitely not feeling that as like a kid is was nice. Um, the upbringing was pretty slight, I guess. You know, we still got trauma from it, but like... <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> it's just life. And then I feel like, though, um, if I would have grown up with social media, especially from, like, um, a gay standpoint, I wouldn't have been so, like, ashamed of my sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think even in high school, social media, like, connecting with other queer individuals and just, like connecting with the lgbtq community was so easy and just like seeing like it's like the idea of like representation like when you're scrolling on your phone and you see someone like a drag queen or just like a person like expressing their sexuality it's like whoa like i want to be like that i want to do that and it kind of like opens you up to just being okay with who you are mm -hmm. it gives you this sort of like sense of comfort thinking that they're you know, finding out that there are others just like you yeah. who are out there and encouraging people to kind of be their best fabulous selves. Yeah, it's like now you know that you aren't alone in this world. And that's a, I think that's just something everyone needs to feel. Yeah, I wish I could have known that in high school because I went to La Quinta and it was something. I was only there for two years anyway. Drop out. But I do remember specifically like in the second year because I would say the first year... It was okay, but I don't think I really knew who I was at that time. And I think it was more this ideal of like what people wanted me to be. I was still myself and I was never, you know, ashamed of the fact that, oh, I listen to like Japanese and British pop music. I love anime and, you know, I love to dance and rap and stuff like that. You know, I was always aspiring performer type. Yet I still felt like there was this sort of like artificialness to it. It's that thing of like, you know, wanting to impress peers, but then still not really knowing who you are yourself. And so when I came back after the spring break 
And I started to get into alternative emo scene culture side of just everything via the internet. Because I know that was very popular in the 2000s, but I got into it a little bit more like on later on in life. All of a sudden, when I came back, people were just like, what happened to you? What? What is this? Or they would legit check my wrist just to make sure I hadn't myself or whatever. Oh my, oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. That? No. I, I hate that stigma around, like, emo culture and just, like, they don't have to be, like, depressed or whatever to express themselves that way. They could just freaking love that style and just, like, want to be presented that way. Like, it has nothing to do with their mental health, people. Take it from someone who never specifically stuck to one label. I always took pride in the fact that I consider myself to be a very open-minded type of person. Yeah, one minute I could be blasting my chemical romance, the next minute I could be learning a Britney Spears routine, you know? <laughs> That was the vibes and coming home from school every day to watch my favorite anime and then probably like trying new looks and new outfits. It was a vibe. It was a vibe indeed. And I remember having the most fun too whenever I tried different brand new hair colors because I went through quite a lot of them. That was one of the aspects of high school that I remember very clearly because it kind of just makes me think back to what you were saying where it's like, yeah, you feel a little bit alone most of the time, but then as time goes on, you start to find out that there's actually more individuals that are a little bit more alike in that sense. Yeah, and I think like this reminds me of like a quote from like Modern Family, like shout out, love that show. Is um Which character? Uh, Mitch. Like when Mitch is talking to like... Lily about like how she feels different like the idea of like you may feel like an outcast but then you find more people who feel like an outcast and then you just start to like not fit in together like that idea of like you may feel alone but like out there there are so there's like it's a whole world there's eight about eight million people eight billion of us like you will find people who are just like you and understand what you're going through you know you're not alone Period. Cue the Nickelodeon studio audience sound effect after that because, wow. No, for real, because it's true. Like, that's that's exactly how I've always felt my whole life. If you could talk to your younger self from yesterdecade, it's not a word, but it's a word that I tend to say a lot. It's a word on this podcast. If you could talk to your younger self, what would you say to that guy? Just, like, live your life, like... Still be like, you know, a law abiding citizen if that's what you're into. If that's if you're not into abiding laws, then go off. Break in as many laws as you want, babes. Do it, do it. <laughs> but just like tell them it's okay to be different and the reason I hide myself shouldn't be because I'm different. Like the way the reason I don't um connect with certain people shouldn't be because of me. It should be something that I find between us two that I'm like, okay, I don't vibe with you with this. Bye. Like, to just stop hiding who you are and just accept it. You're beautiful. You're kind. You know, you're amazing every way. And I feel like that's something we should tell ourselves more often. I hope that your younger self will definitely, in a hypothetical time machine thing somewhere, really does take heed to that. Thank you, thank you. And we'll understand that hopefully someday he'll grow up into an amazing, beautiful, talented man such as yourself. I'll stop it. Hopefully. He will. Trust Mm. me. Isaiah Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. No, thank you. Like, it's your life. Live it how you want, people. And stop giving a damn what everyone says. Just be you. Any advice out there to any sort of, like, young listeners who are still kind of figuring themselves out in this thing called life? I would say just take some time. 
and like just really sit alone in your like thoughts like try not to focus on them bad thoughts but like definitely just thoughts concerning who you are and just like take some time to figure out like what are you you know figure out like who you are because in high school that's kind of what like you're meant to do but it's extremely hard because we're all kind of like scared of what everyone else thinks but just it will make life easier when you're older like trust me just like sit down and figure out who in the hell you are you very well should well that was a very emotionally stimulating episode <laughs> of the Pop Culture Pop Quiz podcast featuring the amazing Isaiah Mora right here on COD Roadrunner Radio. Your music, your voice, your station. Peace.